Welcome to Real FM Rewind. Here's some highlights from the week. We have officially been given permission by science to say no. Zoe here with you on Real FM. And are you feeling burnt out this holiday season? There are just so many things that you're going to, all of these different events, Christmas parties, family, friends, coworkers. It's just so much sometimes. And we can easily get burnt out this time of the year. And so this research was conducted to suggest, you know, to, to try and show that saying no actually doesn't hurt those relationships like if someone invites you to a Christmas party or to some sort of event something and you're feeling burnt out this research shows that saying no isn't going to negatively impact those relationships it's okay it's not going to ruin things your friends aren't gonna hate you everything's gonna be okay you gotta take care of yourself when you're feeling burnt out and I'll be honest I'm feeling a bit burnt out right now so I gotta figure out how to say no So this semester, I've been teaching a high school Sunday school class at my church, Mm -hmm. and uh, I love teaching these kids because they asked to do a series on the minor prophets. I'm sorry, what? (laughs) Yeah. High school kids? (laughs) Right. Wow. Which I agreed to do, but then I realized, like, okay, I have to do a lot of studying and learning, (laughs) so I don't know that much about the minor prophets. Same. But in the last few weeks, we were reading out of the book of Micah, one of the minor prophets, Mm. and there's a verse in that book that stands out to me during this Christmas season. It's Micah 5.2. It says, But you, O Bethlehem, who are too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me one who is to be ruler in Israel, Mm. whose coming forth is from old, from ancient days. And this is pretty cool because Micah was prophesying about 700 years before Jesus made his entrance in Bethlehem. Wow. And Micah calls the town of Bethlehem too little to be among the clans of Judah. It was a small, obscure, overlooked village, hardly worth counting. Yeah. A very unlikely location for great things to happen. Man. But as I was studying, I was reading from Bible teacher Courtney Doctor. She says this, God specializes in taking the unlikely, the obscure, and the overlooked Mm. and doing great things. Wow. And centuries before Micah wrote this prophecy, another unlikely king came from Bethlehem. That would be David, right? The most Mm. unlikely of his brothers, a shepherd boy. Samuel almost overlooked him, but he was God's choice Mm. and became the greatest king Israel ever had. So good. And then Israel waited and longed for another king like David, a good and righteous ruler. Mm. But the years went by and they feared the Lord had forgotten them. Mm. So Courtney Dr. sums all of this up like this. She says, waiting, hope, fear, they go hand in hand. Mm. We fear our hopes won't be realized. The waiting will never end. The answer won't be to our liking. We fear we've been forgotten or overlooked, too obscure to be of any importance. Mm. But because of what happened on a still night in a remote village, you and I never have to fear again. Our truest hope and our deepest longing collided with our greatest fear, not Mm. just in Bethlehem, but in Jesus. So waiting is still hard. Hope deferred can cause us to doubt. But because of what happened in Bethlehem, we can wait with confidence that the God who sent his son into an obscure and unlikely town to fulfill all hope is the same God who still draws near to everyone who feels overlooked. We haven't been forgotten. We've been redeemed. It's super easy to get lost in all of the busyness and craziness that comes with the Christmas holiday season. And it may be easy to forget because we're getting everyone presents and receiving presents and we're doing all of the holiday things. We may forget that we actually 
need Christmas. We may not need all of the candy and the hot cocoa and the gift wrapping, but we do need the message of Christmas, the hope that it gives us. I came across this article online talking about the need for Christmas, especially right now after COVID and after everything that's happening, the state of the world that we're in right now, so many of us are without hope. So many of our neighbors, coworkers, friends and family are living without hope they need Christmas now more than ever. So knowing this and reminding myself of this message, the Christmas message, I'm reminded even more too that we need to be spreading that message of hope this Christmas season. Anson, do you remember the old movie Milo and Otis? Oh, yes, I do. The story of two unlikely friends. Am I right? <laughs> uh-huh. I think that's where my love of like animal stories and like unlikely animal friends uh, must have started. Yeah, right? I could see that. All the way back then. So I found another one today that I just have to share because it's just too beautiful. Okay. It's the story of a camel, a baby camel named Sir Camelot. <laughs> <laughs> I like where this is going already. I know, right? He was rescued by Speranza Animal Rescue, and uh, sadly, the other animals did not want to be his friend. Aww. It was very sad. They they have this video of him in the pasture, and they would try to introduce him to like horses and dogs and like all these other animals. All the animals ran away. Okay. And Sir Camelot would just stand in the middle of the the pasture and just scream. Like wow. it was very sad. How sad? And so they finally brought a buddy that they were like, all right, this is a last resort. Benjamin Button is a baby cow <laughs> who's just two weeks younger than Camelot. Okay. So Benjamin arrived at this rescue shelter, and at first they weren't sure of what to make of each other, but then they spent one night in the barn together, and they were bonded. And now they frolic in the pasture. Oh my goodness. They play tag. They roll around. <laughs> they they're adorable. They're just like siblings. Sometimes they you know bug each other, and uh-huh. the other will give them a little squawk. But right. it's I mean I don't even know. It's <laughs> yeah. just so much cuteness. My head's about to explode. Sir Camelot <laughs> and Benjamin Button. Are yeah. you kidding okay. me? Church is a place where you learn more about God, you get closer to God, you learn about yourself, how you grow as a person, growing closer to Jesus, you have fellowship with one another, you help each other, get closer to God, all these good things, right? And I was at a church event the other night where I think this did happen. I learned something about myself while in the fellowship of my sisters in Christ. It just was not something I was expecting during Bunko Night. Zoe here with you on Real FM and Bunko, in case you've never heard of it, because I certainly hadn't heard of it until yesterday. Bunko is a game of rolling dice. You're basically trying to get certain numbers and you get points. There's wins and loses and there's a Bunko, which is where you get, you're rolling three dice and you're trying to get the same number as what you're shooting for. So if you were aiming for fives and you get three fives, that's a Bunko. Woohoo. But what I learned during the unfoldings of the Bunko night for our church event is that I am very competitive. If you had asked me prior to Bunko night, Zoe, are you a competitive person? I would have said no. Competitive people are sporty people and I don't like sports, so therefore I'm not competitive. But apparently when you involve dice, I turn into this very intense, like from 10 to 11, intense person who really wants that bunko, who really wants to roll the dice. It got a little bit scary, I'll be honest. 
Kara, have you noticed that Advent calendars have kind of gone crazy <laughs> this year? Yeah. I'm seeing things about Advent calendars everywhere. There's a lot of them. And we've talked a lot about Advent on the show. Yeah. In a season of waiting and anticipation <laughs> of Christ's coming. Yeah. It's been practiced by the church for hundreds of years. But now it feels like every company offers some sort of advent calendar yeah. as a part of their contribution to like the Christmas industrial complex. Yeah, it's interesting. So we've like taken the idea of advent, gotten the <laughs> dates wrong, created a category of products to give us a bunch of small gifts before the day where we opened a bunch uh, of big gifts. Yes. Right? How very commercial of I us. know. <laughs> so I have done some homework and I've found the worst and even worser advent calendars <laughs> to mark down the number of shopping days left for Christmas. Oh boy, or here I, we go. I mean the days before we welcome oh, Jesus. Of course. Yeah. Right. Okay. So number one, uh, how about this one? The Twelve Days of Coca Instant Noodles Advent Calendar. Ew, no, no, thank you. Okay, first of all, Advent and the Twelve Days of Christmas are completely different, guys. <laughs> That's true. Get clear on the concept. That's so true. You can do the four weeks leading up to Christmas. That's Advent, or the Twelve Days of Christmas. That's different. It starts on Christmas Day. Yeah. That's different. That's different. Uh, I think these companies they just don't have to come up with twenty four things. That's probably true. But in fairness, by making you eat instant noodles every day, yeah. for twelve days. This you- <laughs> calendar ruined and Christmas. Ah. So if that was their intention, they win. Congratulations. Number two, the Own Grown Seed Advent Calendar. Oh. Now, this one may be a little more appealing than the instant noodles. Yeah. It's a collection of 24 premium herb, fruit, and vegetable seed packets. Okay. But my question is... Why over the course of a month in December? Why now? Because it's not like you can plant them right now, right? <laughs> you just gotta like, hold on. Yeah, to them. you open them once a day for a month and then hold on to them <laughs> for a what? couple more yeah. until is, spring comes. That is a weird concept. Doesn't yeah, really make a lot of sense. No. And then finally, I'm gonna call these the "It's All About Me" Advent calendars. Oh, lovely. Okay. For men, there's the 24 Days of Beard Treats <laughs> calendar. <laughs> Okay. And I'm not exactly sure what a beard treat is. What is a beard treat? Yeah. But as a person who has a beard, I don't think I need 24 You don't of them. need 24? Okay, yeah. that's fair. Um, maybe this would be a great <laughs> gift idea for the man on your list who's giving off like Old Testament prophet ah, vibes. Ah, okay. Um, yeah, he needs all know. 24. For yeah. the ladies, uh, there's the 24 Days of Beauty calendar. Oh, yes, I've heard of that one. Also seems very uh, well yeah. tied into Advent. Interesting. It's like every cosmetics company yes. has some form of this. Definitely. Um, but oh. can you really see like the major biblical figure of the season John the Baptist yeah <laughs> getting excited about like flavored bath soaps oh you know? yeah like maybe if it was like honey scented or something <laughs> that would work for him but otherwise I think it's a no go yep do you celebrate the holiday of Festivus Okay, well, it's technically not a real holiday. It's if you know, you know. Festivus is a made-up holiday from the show Seinfeld. I actually watched Seinfeld a couple years ago. Start front to cover, just like absolutely adored it. I enjoyed it way more than I thought I would. But one of the characters in Seinfeld created this holiday because he kind of wanted to get out of Christmas. He was not enjoying all of the Christmas things, and so he invented Festivus, which is a made-up holiday that some people actually celebrate. It happens on December 20th. trying to avoid the cheeriness and consumerism usually associated with Christmas, taking a complete opposite approach. Instead of a Christmas tree, you have a sparse aluminum pole. Instead of trading gifts, the household challenges to a wrestling match, the feats of strength. And instead of happy memories and kind words or thanks at the dinner table, people just share how disappointed they are in each other. So the complete opposite of what you might expect with Christmas. And I personally 
will not be celebrating it, but it's also kind of funny to celebrate fake holidays. As we're in this season preparing for Christmas, we've been thinking a little bit about Advent and we've been talking about it loosely on the show. Kind of just a season of waiting and saying, what are you going to do, God? And, mm-hmm. and preparing our hearts for his coming, mm-hmm. uh, his coming at Christmas, but also just his coming again in general. And I think that Advent is a time where it's okay to stop and think about, man, like life is hard and I need Jesus here in the midst of this hard and dark moment. That's kind of the point, right? Yeah. So I keep running across these prayers that remind me of Advent or really just any time where you're kind of feeling the darkness in an extra way. This one is from Ted Loader. It says, Come, Lord Jesus, touch me with love, life-giving as light, to quiet my anger a little and gentle my desperation, to soften my fears some and soothe the knots of my cynicism, to wipe away the tears from my eyes and ease the pains in my body and soul, to reconcile me to myself and then to the people around me and then nation to nation, Reshape me in your wholeness to be a healing person, Lord. Come, Lord Jesus, be with me in my longing. Come, stay with me in my needing. Come, go with me in my doing. Come, struggle with me in my searching. Come, rejoice with me in my loving. Have you ever seen a rooster in boots? Probably not, but this would be the cutest thing you've seen today if you happen to watch this video. I found this on TikTok, and of course I had to share it with you. Other than my cats, it is the cutest thing that I have seen today. This is adorable. So what's the story? A California dog walker had the opportunity to adopt a disabled rooster. Super sad, he had this disease in his feet, in his talons. The disease was rotting away at his little toes. I mean, I didn't even know that roosters had toes, so that's something I've learned today. But the dog walker who had adopted him, she realized that, hey, I walk dogs and they have these little booties. Have you ever seen those little boots, those little shoes that dogs wear? I just think they're the funniest things when you see dogs wear them. And anyway, she's like, I have some laying around. Let me put them on the rooster and see what he thinks about it. Well, he actually started to like wearing them. And now there's an adorable video of him wearing these little boots. But the story doesn't end with the rooster wearing cute boots and walking around in them and being adorable. And, you know, sad because he's disabled, but managing. (laughs) The crazy thing is that the internet loves this rooster. His name is Nubs, by the way. They love Nubs so much that they have sent over 60 pairs of tiny shoes and boots to Nubs so he can keep walking and strutting and yes, let the adorableness continue. Thanks for listening to the Real FM Rewind. Make sure to check out all of our podcasts on the Real FM app or at real.fm. And don't forget, be kind and rewind. Rewind.